0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is believe. Welcome everybody to another edition of and I'm your host, former Northern Illinois Husky, Mark Scafidi, live on the Belief Sports Network from Los Angeles. We have another pirate flag victory by a Mid-American Conference opponent that, from last weekend. That's right, folks. The Bowling Green Falcons, on a two-game win streak right now, knocked off the Minnesota Golden Gophers up in Minneapolis at TCF Bank Stadium. Let's wave the pirate flag for the Bowling Green Falcons as they get the big win of the week for the MAC. And it was 14-10 in a defensive battle. Um, The go-ahead touchdown in this one was Matt McDonald on a QB draw from about the six, seven yard line, didn't know that it was going to be the last score of the game because honestly, the Gophers had a prime opportunity at the end of in the fourth quarter to you know win the game, but they threw two picks. So, uh, former Western Michigan coach and NIU and my teammate PJ Fleck for the for Minnesota, I think had won thirteen straight games against MAC opponents um, since he left the MAC. But this one was, uh, or maybe even in the MAC. maybe I don't, know. I don't know how that dates back to while he was at Western, yeah, because he was undefeated last year at Western Michigan until they got to the Cotton Bowl. And either way, Bowling Green gets the big win of the week, knocking off the Gophers of the Big Ten. Um, stats, they're pretty good. I mean, for the, the, the Falcon defense, I believe only let five passes can be completed for for Minnesota which is crazy I mean it's crazy to think that the Gophers only completed five passes I think there were five of 13 if I'm not too too far off that is astonishing that you can keep a Big Ten team at home to that that little yardage through the air and honestly give all the credit to the Falcon defense they stepped up and locked down the victory uh, when the game was on the line in the fourth quarter. I mean, if we've all seen this before, Big 10 teams, all power five teams have this magic power, it seems, that when the game is ending, the landslide of momentum somehow you know propels them to victory. But the Bowling Green defense stood up to the challenge twice in the fourth quarter, um, and basically sealed the game. Uh, I mean, Bowling Green was on a 10-game losing streak two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. They've won two in a row, and they were 31-point underdogs. 31-point underdogs, So that, That's enormous. I think this was one of the biggest upsets of all time in college football in recent memory. Um, defensive coordinator Eric Lewis, the it's his first year in Bowling Green. Uh, honestly, phenomenal job. Phenomenal job all afternoon stuffing the Gophers. Um, nothing you can say other than, yeah, they were five of 13, the Gophers. I mean, that's crazy. You only completed five passes. They only only attempted 13, but still, they only completed five. Great job, Falcon defense. I mean, right now, you're like the surprise team of the MAC. So no one knows what to expect um, the rest of the season from Bowling Green. But phenomenal victory, going up to Minneapolis, getting the job done. The defense sealing it. Unbelievable. Uh, if you were watching it, it's a great game to watch. Matt McDonald for Bowling Green, 19 of 35, 170 yards, one pick. Nothing impressive there, but it doesn't matter. Um, the biggest thing that counts is that they won the game, and he had the to go-ahead touchdown on the QB keeper. Christian Sims, five, six receptions, 51 yards. You know, that, those are pretty average number. I mean, nothing special. But it doesn't matter. Everybody at Bowling Green and everyone on the mat can celebrate their victory from last weekend um whew, let's see we've got other games to cover uh Central Michigan um honestly they were down in this one now it's not a not a pirate ship power five win, but they managed to come back uh after being down I believe 17 yeah 17 point rally behind uh back with quarterback Daniel Richardson they scored 21 answered in the fourth quarter that's right. 21 unanswered points to beat FIU, the Panthers from Fort Lauderdale. So, let's give a, a great effort to the Chippewas for coming back in that one. Um, you know, you're, you're down 17 in the fourth. You kind of think, well, it's probably over. But, you know, you got your backup coming in, but didn't matter. Um, I mean, phenomenal job by the Chippewas to come back and beat FIU at home. So, I mean, it, it was they scored 21 answer points. I mean, in... In the fourth quarter can't do any better than that, you know, to win the game. You won by four points, so another big win for the MAC over Central Michigan. Um, we had Western Michigan also coming up with a huge win as well, twenty-three to three at home against San Jose State. I kind of saw this one coming because it's San Jose State; they're coming from California to the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, it's just not an easy game for a California team to go to Michigan and play uh, on the road. So, uh, I didn't know if it was going to be this dominating of a performance, but the Broncos sure looked good. I mean, they are they're, they're another surprise team right now in the MAC. I mean, they, they also have a big win um, over Pittsburgh. So, I mean, right now the MAC is wide open in terms of who you think can go to the MAC championship game. The Broncos were led by Caleb Ellerby, he had 200 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Sky Moore had nine receptions, 95 yards but a dominating performance by Western Michigan. So, you know, another celebratory game in Kalamazoo. Um, Eastern Michigan, 59, Texas State, 21. I kind of, I mean, again, I kind of saw that one going the same direction because I I thought Eastern Michigan would be too strong at home for a a team that really isn't amazing. Um, And Texas State is eh. So they won 59-21 Ben Bryant, 228 yards for Eastern Michigan, three touchdowns. Darius Boone Jr. 13 carries, 86 yards. Uh, Big win again for Eastern Michigan. Uh, Buffalo also eked out a victory, um, 35 to 34. Now, granted, they hung on to the victory because they were up big at the half. I mean, they were. I mean, they didn't even score in the second half and still won the game. Um, and if you didn't watch the game, um, I, Buffalo should have lost. Let's let's face it. Buffalo should have lost the game. They the only reason they won is Old Dominion missed an extra point to tie the game. So, I mean, what Buff, uh, Old Dominion had, they needed twenty eight points in the second half to tie the game. They got twenty seven. Um, it's a win. It's all that matters. Um, you feel good that you won the game, but you don't feel great because you played so well in the first half, and Buffalo came up so empty in the second half. Um, but still, a win's a win, and it doesn't matter at the end of the day. 35-34 win for uh, the Bulls. Uh, I mean, hey, doesn't it doesn't really count how you get the wins, as long as you get them. Um Maryland 37, Kent State 16. Kent State continues their, well, it's over now, their non-conference schedule of playing undefeated teams, honestly. The Terrapins, 37-16. They jumped out kind of in the second quarter. Uh, Maryland had 17 points. So kind of of felt like uh, that's when they pulled away. In the third quarter, Maryland also scored thirteen. Didn't Kent didn't get anything, so the game was kind of over by the fourth quarter. Um, but Kent State's gonna have a much easier road now, uh, playing MAC teams. Really not gonna be the same type of week in week out grind for the flashes, uh, as they've have played. You know they played Texas A and M, they played Iowa and Maryland. So um, it's been a rough road for the flashes, but. Uh, if anyone watched the Akron game, I told you last week we would do an entire show on the Akron game if they won the game, beating Ohio State. And if you, I watched the first quarter, and I honestly thought we were going to be doing a, an entire show on just a recap of that game after the first drive of the game, or the second drive. Akron came down and just smashed it right in, in the Buckeyes' face. I mean, they just drove they did whatever they wanted and they took the lead 7 nothing i was like holy cow what got into the zips and I'm thinking is ohio state just and i know that they didn't even play their starters their starting quarterback because it was a week off it was a week off week game for them so they were treating it like it was a bye week even though they had a game to play and i was watching like 7 to nothing holy cow this is this is incredible for the zips i don't know where this fire came from or where the intensity was for ohio state but Uh, Then things changed, I guess uh, you could say, for the Buckeyes because it was almost comical in how quickly the Buckeyes started scoring and how quickly it just fell apart on defense, on offense for Akron and the Zips. It was was crazy to see how well they played on one drive and the rest of the game they were the uh, total opposite. Ohio State could do nothing wrong for the rest of the game, and unfortunately for Akron, um, they could do nothing right. So it was by halftime. It was uh, it was time to change the channel because that was watching like the bad news Bears play. It was a tough one to watch for sure. In the second half, the one thing that came out of the Ohio State game, which was weird, was Kavon Pope. Um, Got into a shouting argument with the rest of his coaching staff. I mean this is the weird thing. The only thing that really mattered from the Ohio State game is Kevon Pope got, in, got into an argument about you know coming off the field. He's a senior uh, or was a senior. He got dismissed from the team after the game. he got into a shouting match with people and that I, I you know that got himself thrown off the, thrown off the team the next day. So if, if anything, Akron took one player off of uh, Ohio State, I'm, I'm not really sure what he was thinking, but he released a statement the next day saying, i was sorry. He's already in the transfer portal right now. So he was mostly a special teamer, not a starter, not a, a major impact for the Buckeyes. But uh, Akron did manage to take out one Ohio State Buckeye for his career. Um, so I guess that was the positive there. Um, uh, Ohio, I, th- again, this seems to be the most disappointing team I've seen in the MAC this year, Northwestern. Granted, it's another, it's a Big Ten team, but Northwestern hasn't been very good this year, and they beat the daylights out of the Bobcats, thirty-five to six. Um, I, I don't understand how Ohio. I mean, the the coaching transition, everything kind of has fallen apart really quickly for the Bobcats. Um, I don't understand. I mean, I really don't get how you know they were so. Consistent, and now they really hit the skids in year one under the new regime. Curtis Rourke had 166 yards, one interception uh, for Ohio. I mean, there's really nothing good to talk about uh, for North, you know, for the for Ohio. So that one was tough. The Miami of Ohio fall. Or they mean, Ohio's 0 4. Miami of Ohio fell to Army 23 to 10. Army is 4 0. So you know is you know for what the for what army is right now they're undefeated so it's um it's you know it's not a great loss because army doesn't have nfl talent but um it's definitely a tough one to swallow for miami because now you're 1 and 3 uh brett gabbert had 193 yards and one touchdown for the Red Hawks, Kevin Davis, two receptions, 93 yards. Now that's heck of an average. you know, almost 50 yards and a touchdown, almost 50 yards uh, a catch. So that's incredible. I like to keep that up every week. Um, yeah, but Army got away with that one, uh, 23-10. Um, Toledo uh, bounces back in Ball State, um, 22-12. Um, this, this was a MAC game, too. So Toledo moves to 2-2, two and 1-0 two, two, oh in the MAC. Ball State's, I you know one and three now the cardinal are headed the wrong direction uh, from what we can tell. Drew Pluit, uh twenty one of thirty five for one hundred and ninety yards. Daquan Finn for Toledo twelve carries one hundred and six one touchdown. Justin Hall for Ball State seven receptions ninety seven yards. But Ball State's had a rough couple weeks here, so maybe they'll get it turned around. Um, hopefully, and. You know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the final game from last weekend was a blowout. Uh, didn't start off that way. NIU at home versus the FCS team. Maine, um, Rocky Lombardi, 17 of 24 for 282 yards, one touchdown. I believe he had over 400 yards total because he had some rushing yards. Um Harrison Whaley had 130 on the ground, one touchdown. He bounced back. But again, everybody had a better week than when they played Michigan. I mean, they were destroyed by Michigan. So beating Maine is kind of like, you know, the, you know, what they were, what they were to Michigan, Maine was to them. But it actually didn't start out that way. It was 7-7 after the first quarter. Uh, if anybody wasn't watching, NIU kind of pulled away. It's a it's a big talent mismatch. So the Bears of Maine just couldn't hang. I mean, they're not they're not at the same level that a most, you know, they have less scholarships. So FCS schools, it's not an even playing field. They have 20 less scholarships roughly than the Mac schools. So NIU's got more talent, bigger up the front. Everything worked out well. They cruised to an easy victory, 41-14. Um, but next week things, you know, it's a more condensed schedule now because most teams are playing each other. So, uh, we'll start off Saturday, uh, 9 a.m., early kickoff. Toledo on the road, non conference against UMass. Everybody, this one's in Massachusetts, but it's untelevised, which isn't shocking because UMass is terrible. I mean, they're 0 and 4, they are one of the worst teams in the nation. This is Toledo's chance to go to 3 and 2 and get above 500. Uh, Toledo is a 27 point favorite. Um, this one is pretty much uh, pretty much going to be an easy rocket win. Um, I do have a note for everyone who's streaming these games off of one of the websites. Buffstream is what I used last week, and it worked out- that one worked really well. You can just kind of find the links. It's Buffstream.fun. So if you want to watch the games without ESPN+, which uh, NIU versus Eastern Michigan is an ESPN Plus game. So if you don't have that, Buffstream worked really well last weekend for college and pro games. Um, you can go there, click it, you'll figure it out. Uh, Eastern Michigan in DeKalb. First mat game for both of them. Eastern Michigan comes in 3-1, and one, NIU 2-2. Two and two. NIU's defense has not been good. Uh, NIU is a 2.5-point favorite on this one. Um, honestly... If I had to pick right now, it's it's a pick 'em game kind of. I'm going to pick Eastern Michigan because I think they've been more consistent, and NIU's defense has been consistently poor. I, even against Maine, they looked bad in the first half. You know that that was hard to say because that you know that was a huge mismatch in talent, but they didn't look great in the first half. Eastern Michigan on the road, I think gets gets this one on ESPN Plus. That one is a it's homecoming for NIU. It is a 1:30 Central kickoff, 2:30. Uh, Eastern kickoff. Western Michigan at Buffalo, another early game. Uh, it's in the 11 noon hour, 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Um, CBS Sports Network, if you don't have it, Buffstream will probably uh, get you an easy way to watch it on your computer. That one is not really an issue. Uh, Western Michigan going into Buffalo at 3-1. and one. Buffalo squeaking by at 500, 2-2. Two this one has all the makings of a Western Michigan road win. Western Michigan's favored by six and a half. I would definitely look at Western Michigan here for the road victory. Um, Western Michigan has been good the last two weeks. So I look for them to continue that this week and run their uh, Mac record to one and Central Michigan at Miami of Ohio ESPN Plus. This one is in Oxford. This one is also. This one is in the three thirty window, so twelve thirty Pacific, three thirty Eastern. I like Central Michigan here. I think last week they showed an awful lot coming back to the FIU at home. Um, I'm definitely looking for the Chippewas to go to that one and O mark here. This looks like it has the potential for a Western Michigan or Central Michigan. I'm sorry. Victory here to open up Mac play 1-0. Man, this is, normally, the next game is ESPN3, easy to watch. It's in that 330 window as well. Ohio, who is winless against Akron, at home in Akron. Akron is a nine and a half point favorite. Now, when was the last time you saw Akron favorite against anybody except an FCS team? Uh, Ohio's favorite, I'm sorry, Ohio's favorite, not Akron. 9.5. 9.5. If Ohio can't get the victory here, and again, this is, same goes for Akron. If you can't beat Ohio here, I don't know where your other victory is going to come from. This is a must win for both teams. DJ Irons for Akron, he led that great drive last week against Ohio State. He looked like an All-American at Ohio State for one drive. Um, but the rest of the games, he has looked nothing like that. And the rest of the plays, he's looked nothing like that. So this is hard because if Ohio loses this one, I don't think they're going to win a game all season. And if Akron loses this one, I don't think they're going to win another game all season Uh, because Bowling Green's gotten much better and both of them still get to play Bowling Green. But this is a must win for both teams. And then when you say must win, like your season is on the line right here. This is the do or die time for... The Zips and Ohio. So, this is a this is a tough one. But I'm I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I think Akron might might get the win, but I honestly have no idea. I mean, this is a hard one. The, you know Ohio travels well to that area normally because it's in the Cleveland area. But uh, Ohio's like really bad. So it's hard to say. It's really hard to say who's going to win this one. So that's a pick 'em either way. You know that could go either way. Bowling Green at Kent State. On the schedule, at the beginning of the year, I never would have thought this is a Mac East champion type game. But the last two weeks, I think, have changed everybody's opinion of Bowling Green. Um, Bowling Green's 2-2, two and two, coming off a win against Minnesota. You have to follow that up. Now, Kent State, their record is not good at 1-3. and three, But they played ridiculously good teams. Every team they played was undefeated from a Power 5 conference who they've lost to. So we don't really know what Kent State can do yet because they've played teams that are way above their their level. This one's on ESPN Plus, 3.30 um, window in the afternoon in um, Ohio. It, this is like a mystery. We'll find out what Kent State's really, really going to look like this week, and we'll find out if Bowling Green can take the biggest win in the last five years and translate that to a... Conference victory. We can't if they want to, you know, be considered a good team. You can't have a letdown versus Kent State. So this is potentially a MAC East champion game right here. Nobody would have saw that coming at the beginning of the year. Final game of the weekend. Army going back to the ball or uh, going back to the MAC this week, trying to go five and zero against Ball State. Army's undefeated. Ball State is one and three. Ball State has been struggling as of late. So this was ESPN Plus. This is a 5 o'clock, that's right, 5 uh, night game in Muncie. Look for the Golden Knights of Army to probably go to 5-0 unless Ball State can turn things around and get off the slide that they've been on. It sure looks like just on paper that Army's going to you know, probably hold on to this one. Um, Christian Anderson for Army has 431 yards and 5 touchdowns uh, on the rushing yard on the rushing end for them. So you know, that's, a, that's probably just on paper. You're looking at an Army win to go to five. And you, they're not going to make mistakes. Army is disciplined. Army is Army. They're one of the service academies. They don't just make stupid mistakes. Um, you know, clearly, you want the Army to have a very disciplined mindset. And they are. And, and Army is good right now. So I would look for Army to go on that one. Um, not as many games to cover because now Mac teams are playing Mac teams, so that is good. Um, next week, we'll do a full recap of the games coming up this weekend right here on the Believe Sports Network. Uh, if anything big happens over the weekend, um, you know, conference alignment or anything like that changes, we'll have that too. Hope everybody has a great weekend, and let's enjoy some mac I'm Mark Scafidi, and I'll see you here next week on the Believe Sports Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy.